I've been thinking about this for a while, and I'm going to share it with you. I wonder how many times you show your collection to somebody. And what does that mean? How does that happen? I realize that it happens to me very rarely. But what I do much more frequently is describe my collection. I'm probably older than my average uh, listener, which is good for you. Maybe not so good for me. But first of all, thanks sponsors. Heritage Auctions, Hugs and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, Panini, Upper Deck, and Tops, Comsi.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So again, just a short weekend episode. Uh, how do you show your collection? Or like me, do you more uh, frequently just describe your collection? You would not be able to show your collection very easily if your collection is in a vault. Or if it's in the bank, and my best stuff's at the bank. So even if I wanted to show, and I'm not going to take you to the bank. <laughs> I told the bank, if I show up with a, with some strange person with me, be very suspicious that there's something bad about to go down. Being a little bit facetious there, but still, I'm not going to take people to the bank to see cards that I have in a, in a vault. I'm going to get something out for a little while and put it right back in, but that's not where I'm going with that. The other thing people ask me, what about, do you have this card? And so actually, yeah, I do have that, but it's at BGS right now. And again, I don't want to be too critical, but turnaround time are not any better for me than they are for you. And so it could be at BGS for a long time. So I can't show it to you because I don't have it. On the other hand, I have an account at ComC. They said, show me that. And I said, it's in my ComC account, which is supposed to be anonymous, but I don't know. People could look up, they could find the card, but there's nothing special about it. Uh, ComC has a watermark, but I don't think I would be showing my collection to somebody. So here's my account on ComC. Why don't you browse that? Actually, that's the stuff I'm trying to sell. So they want to see my collection. And before they even see it, they're talking about, tell me the scope of it. Because I don't think they're looking to spend three days looking through cards. And I'm trying to think of the experiences I had over the years. I've mentioned this in, in previous episodes over at Frank Nagy's house. But that was probably an hour looking at some of his cards. It was not exhaustive. We're talking about cards. He's pulling something out. Gavin Riley, just a, a real... Hall of Famer in the industry, one of the founders of the National, doesn't get as much credit as he deserves, but an amazing early pioneer and icon. I, I was over at his house looking through his cards. This is 1974. I probably spent a couple hours and I was just enthralled. He had everything mounted. He had great condition. He had 52 top set, all these uh, hot dog cards and, and uh, rare kinds of things all mounted. It was terrific. But I spent a couple hours there and he was a teacher. And so I, I don't know if it's a school night, but it, that was wonderful of him before I'd done any price cut. I spent the day with Barry Halper a number of years ago, many years ago now. But that was, and you could spend a long time because that this was before he'd uh, released his stuff through 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 the auction. Larry Fritch, same thing, up at his complex, not even a house, he's a barn, um, and he's got stuff all over the place. We spend a lot of time, but we're more talking about cards than spending time looking at specific cards, because I'd have been up there the whole summer. Uh, actually, summer is not long in uh, northern Wisconsin, so maybe I wouldn't have been, maybe longer than, this, than the summer. So what's polite? If somebody asks you about your collection, are you still telling them and describing it two hours later? Because I think that's not very polite. Most people want to have a, a snapshot and they'll ask to go uh, deeper. Obviously, if you're on social media, Instagram especially, you may be able to say, let me pull up some uh, digital images. And that's perhaps almost as good. Here's some cards, and there's more and more apps coming out that are going to make that easy. NFTs, that's going to be the way you do it. You're not going to be able to show your collection other than digitally. And you're going to say, oh, here, I have this NFT. Here's what it looks like. Fractional, if you're participating in the fractional, then you don't have the card. Uh, you could show that this is the card that I own 1% of. Dibs, a new initiative that's coming out. I think you're going to be owning a portfolio of pieces and parts of different things 
And again, I think, when's the last time somebody said, show me your stocks and bonds? It doesn't happen. If you were going to describe, you describe, you say, well, I own some Apple stock or I own some Google stock. Just like you wouldn't talk about all these uh, companies that you own stock in that nobody's heard of. You'd go straight to the ones. So that, I think that's what's happening here. The other thing that I see that's coming up and what where blockchain comes in is that you can't verify. Now, I could tell you I have a Hannes Wagner, but I don't. But if I said I did, I could show you a picture of it. And I said, well, it's at the bank. And here it is. And you could say, well, that looks like the same one that was on Heritage a while back. But then, then I said, well, maybe I anonymously bought it. There's, I'm not a liar, but I'm just saying it's unverifiable when you're showing a digital thing except for the blockchain. I'm not going to mention his name because he still has a, an extremely valuable collection, but there's a, a very advanced collector that I'm close friends with. I've never seen his collection. He's described it to me, and I can see it in my mind's eye of this amazing stuff he has, but I have not seen his collection. Actually, there's more than one guy like that that has a fabulous collection. They've described it, but I haven't seen it. I'm not upset about it. Rich has been over here and seen a fair amount of the stacks of things I have. If it's in boxes, you can't grade everything if you have a large collection. It's just not feasible. It takes up a lot of room. It's expensive. And how do you even display them? So I've got boxes of cards. When you look in the box, there's some level of organization, but I've had visitors over here that after about 15 minutes, 30 minutes, even an hour, no matter how diehard they are, they can glaze over. So be sensitive to your friends, whether they're collectors or not. They, they want to know about your collection. They'd like to see some things but they don't necessarily want to go card by card through everything. They want to know the high points. And that's why I tried to uh, do my uh, wall of fame. And so I had my wall of fame that has a thousand cards that you can walk around and through. Somebody can do that in minutes, not hours. They could take a long time, but they don't have to. And so that's what I'm trying to create. And I think that's what I'd recommend for you is don't make it so if somebody comes over to see your cards, it's going to take all day for you to pull things out or you're going to take 30 minutes per card of here's this great card. If you keep it moving. And again, it's what I've organized is according to pop culture of who are the cultural icons. Everybody's going to want to see Hannes Wagner. I don't have that card, but I've got other Hannes Wagner stuff, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, but Luca and Zion and all those. So I try to have a little something for everybody. You should too. If you've got ideas of how to show your collection or describe it succinctly, I think that's helps the hobby grow because they can see our enthusiasm and not be overwhelmed. So thanks and uh, be back again on Monday. Enjoy collecting.